Pretending to look at the menu, I waited for Kate to initiate the conversation. As could be expected, she didn't lose time with idle chit-chat. Thank you for coming. A friend of mine has gone missing, she said. I think he's been kidnapped. Kidnapped? On the edge of my seat, I asked, What can I do? I doubt you can do anything, she said, shaking her head as if my suggestion was grotesque. But maybe your friend could help. Ethan, was it? The policeman. I grunted. Why did it always come back to him? How was I supposed to forget him if the whole universe conspired to remind me of Ethan Cunning? I had no way of reaching Ethan. Not like I tried, really, except for the one phone call to his British cell that told me it had been deactivated. And the occasional call to the Miami PD, that is. Oddly enough, I had never heard the expected, Ethan Cunning speaking. So I always hung up instantly, afraid the police could trace the call back to me. I have a rep to protect. Sensing that my only chance at a diversion would quickly be taken away from me if I told her about the Ethan situation, I urged Kate to go on. Tell me more about your friend. Felix. Felix LeConte. He's an old friend of mine. Just a friend? My arched eyebrows must have transmitted the question. We used to be lovers. A long, long time ago. Now that seemed more like it. We worked together on occasions and kept contact. So he's an art buyer as well? No, an artist. Very talented at that. Why would anyone kidnap an artist? Kate cut the conversation short, spotting a waiter coming our way. I glanced quickly at the menu and ordered a burger, drawing scornful stares from the women sitting to our left. Kate ordered the Thai salad, asking for the steak to be rare. Europeans. My foot tapped the wooden floor impatiently as the waiter promised to get our food to us as fast as he could, with the usual trendy staff flourish. I couldn't care less about the food. This conversation was too good. Felix is an artist in more ways than one. Some of his works of art couldn't be qualified as exactly legal, she said, putting in air quotes on the word legal. How? I asked eagerly. Kate shook her head again, seemingly annoyed at my lack of comprehension. He's a counterfeiter. One of the best. You keep strange company. I told you, Felix and I go a long way back. Besides, I don't judge my friends, present company included, she said pointedly. I could feel myself blush up to my hairline. I had behaved like a lunatic around Kate last summer. But then her words sunk in. She considered me her friend? For some reason, it made me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Okay, go on, I said. I thought he had retired. His original work is doing really well. But when I saw him at his last exhibition, two weeks ago, he hinted to a big order he was working on. What could it be? I asked, poorly suppressing my growing interest. I don't know. Nor did I want to know. In hindsight, I now regret I didn't ask, she admitted. It could perhaps have pointed me in the right direction as to where to find him. And you haven't seen him since? What makes you think he was kidnapped? 
We made plans to have dinner yesterday night. Early afternoon, he sent me a text confirming dinner, asking me to meet him at peyote at eight p.m. Then, when I got there, he was a no-show. Could he have forgotten? Maybe. He's an artist, after all. You do love clichés, don't you? Kate commented dryly. Felix never stood me up before. Seeing how beautiful Kate was, despite dark circles from a sleepless night and tiny worry lines around her eyes, I'd bet no man ever did. Hell, I wouldn't stand her up either, and I wasn't into the ladies. I waited an hour at the restaurant, hoping something had happened to hold him back. Tried to call a dozen times. In the end, I took a taxi to his loft in Farringdon. She paused and pushed back a rogue strand of hair behind her ear, looking visibly distressed. When I got there, the door to his flat was wide open, and the place had been ransacked.